0: Hey, listeners, before we get into today's podcast, I want to thank today's sponsors, first of which is Pretentious Pickles. Um, Our good friends at Pretentious Pickles, located right here in Plymouth, Massachusetts, on 190 Water Street, um, have a huge variety of pickled items for your um, consumption. There's pickled beets, Brussels sprouts, carrots, mushrooms, cucumbers, you name it. They've put it in a jar and pickled it. They make a uh, phenomenal product and for the second year in a row have been nominated, I'm sorry, not nominated, one uh, best gourmet shop in the South Shore, Massachusetts area. So, congratulations to Lorraine and everyone at Pretentious Pickle Company. And if you can't make it to their store, you can stop by www.pretentiouspickle.com and you can place an order online. And they'll ship it right to you. Um, it's if, if you're into pickles, you should definitely check that out. And our second sponsor today is HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with over 25 recipes to choose from each week. There's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure delicious and simplicity. And I was just over there on their website checking out uh, what they have to offer. And I'm telling you, it's making me super hungry. We have a prosciutto-wrapped chicken, which I'm such a sucker for prosciutto. Uh, chicken over garlic parm, which looks delicious. And even a beef tenderloin and brown butter veggies. It's, there's a lot to choose from over there. It looks fantastic. And today they're offering our listeners a discount. You can go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh the number one meal kit. Mm Welcome back, Inebriates. This is Andy, the Inebriate Podcast. And, uh, you know, it's, COVID's not going away in neither of these Zoom interviews. Uh, we've been getting too many cool people on, and today is no different. Uh, I have today with me Olivia Moriali. Oh, yeah, baby. Did, did you hear the question mark at the end of that? Like, I was totally not sure I was going to get that right. Okay. <laughs> um it. Yeah, so it's interesting Um we've been doing this podcast five years now and we're like 250 ish episodes in and we get a lot of pr people that reach out and, and you know just whatever news bulletin they have to 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 send out and i have to say that like yours came across my email and I went to the YouTube channel, and started listening and I'm like, damn, this is like this is something that I like I spent the rest of the day kind of like listening to your music oh, on YouTube. You. like I really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, you have like a really like I was trying to explain to I was at a friend's for like a little uh, fire pit drinking thing last night and uh, I was trying to explain to your music and it reminded me, kind of like an Adele, Amy Winehouse, Smokey Jazz Club voice. I mean, yeah. is that fair? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I was really digging it. So how, right. how did you, I mean, is that kind of what you always wanted to do? Was that kind of style or did that evolve?
1: Um, I think, like, so I... I sing jazz for a lot of years and still do that, mm-hmm. um, and I study jazz and stuff. Um, so I think that's sort of been like my vocal upbringing in a lot of ways is just kind of you know, um, emulating sort of like a jazzier style and, and phrasing too, I think is a big part of it. Just sort of, you know, not like a really straightforward pop phrasing, like more so of like a, you know, kind of more unique yeah. Um phrasing wise. And I think now, you know, I'm making more pop music, but I, that's something I really value. Like I, you know, if I've never with a producer who's like, Oh, sing it more straight. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> <You know? That's
0: laughs> no, like, I love that. It is just no, like,
1: yeah, like... <laughs> you know,
0: like, I watched the video and the video definitely reminded me of kind of like, you know, your standard pop, but like, I'm like that, that voice is kind of, it's not pop music. It, it's that, that club jazz. I I, I really dug it. Um, and I'm not just saying yeah. that, like, I don't, That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> <I appreciate> that. <laughs> um, so what was kind of like the thing that, it, so growing up, you must've had that moment where you're like, that's, that's it. That's the voice. That's the sound that I want. Like, was a specific person, did, were you like singing a song and chorus that you just like connected with? Like where, where in your life did that sound evolve from? Um, well,
1: my parents always listen to like older jazz singers, so I think I kind of had that in my, you know, and like when you're, especially when you're younger, I feel like the songs that you listen to, you really retain all of the, Mm -hmm. you know, not only the lyrics, but like the phrasing and whatever. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of what I listened to growing up was like Ella Fitzgerald and, you know, Nat King Cole. And so I kind of just always was comfortable with that music. So like when I went to study jazz, you know, like a big part of being a singer is just knowing... And being a, I guess you know, being a player too in the jazz world is just kind of knowing tunes off the top of your head. And half of them I was like, oh, I already know this from just deep inside me from when I was young. You know? So yeah. I was like, I already kind of have this um, vocabulary of lyrics somehow. And I feel like um, in terms of voices, it's more just been like the easiest ones to emulate for me have been the ones that I sort of have. Like Amy Winehouse, I'm like, okay, I have a similar timbre.
0: Yeah.
1: so then I kind of just gravitate, and you're like Nora Jones, Stevie Nicks, like those are kind of my, um, the singers I gravitate towards because I kind of sound like them. So yeah, so, and then like writing wise, Amy Winehouse has always been a huge inspiration too, just because she's a little bit like off the beaten path, but also pop. So,
0: just... yeah, she's that weird kind of like jazzy, poppy, but like with a real edge to it. Yeah. And and I I I can't. I'm not like a big Amy Winehouse fan, but. Um, yeah, it it really, Jeez. Oh, why did I just open up? I opened up a window. I'm sorry. There we go. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, I thought I froze the whole damn thing. I'm sorry. God, I, you know, a no, year no. and a half ago, I'm like, oh, Zoom's great. Now I'm like, damn it, Zoom, be better. I hate
1: Zoom. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it's, it's just, it's kind of like a, ne- a necessity now. Um,
1: All the, uh, I teach, I teach voice on zoom and like piano and stuff and I teach kids and like they know so much more than I do about how to even do it still. They're like, oh, well you just put it in the chat and then it's a shared window.
0: (laughs) And you're like, where's chat? Show me where (laughs) you're like, first of all, you're way younger than me. You should be able to handle this shit better than me. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) people like changing their backgrounds. I'm like, how'd you do that? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the my big thing is I still don't get TikTok. TikTok makes me feel super old.
1: I'm on the, I'm, I'm like, damn it, I'm like, I have to get, do it. Right, I'm,
0: yeah, I feel like I need to to promote the podcast, but I'm like, I just, I, I don't get it at all.
1: I know, I'm trying. It's like my new project, my new project.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, and oh, uh, then what was it? Someone's like, oh, you need to do Instagram, sh- not shots, screens? No. Reels. Reels, thank you. Yeah, they're like "Oh yeah, doing are doing Reels. Yeah. Or like they
1: only care about Reels now cuz it's TikTok They're like competing with TikTok.
0: Yeah. It's just like can't we go back to, you know, know. my space? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> yeah. Take me back uh, uh,
0: to So, what have uh what have you been doing since like COVID? Have you been It's so interesting cuz we started doing Zoom interviews because of COVID. Been able yeah. to talk to way more people than I ever expected. Um, and it's really right down the middle. Were you more productive or less productive during COVID? Because I didn't want to do a damn thing.
1: Yeah. I was pretty productive, I would say. Um, I had a lot of like... I, like I, I spent like a long... I would say two months maybe of like really really working on production like every day for hours a day
0: yeah
1: but uh, like that was something that i kind of was not good at before like i could kind of make a really shitty demo and like you know then i would need to sort of like um work with someone to get to produce to fully produce now i can like fully produce my stuff which is really exciting and that was like only i feel like that only happened because i was so in the zone um, yeah and- like we were working on these music videos for this um, EP too during that time, so it was kind of those are my two big, I'd say my two big accomplishments of this year is like really becoming a solid producer and then um, the aesthetic stuff, kind
0: of. Do you feel like you are more productive in a certain like headspace? Um, I was talking about with someone recently, like I wish you remember who, and it was kind of like, oh, when I'm happy, I don't write music as much. You know, mm. like, do do you have to be in that kind? Of, so, right now, I'm far more productive. Um, yeah. Because I don't want to have downtime, so I over schedule myself. Mm. Are are you that kind of person, or are you more?
1: I think I'm the opposite.
0: So when I you're think, like, when you're upbeat, I, you do better.
1: Yeah, because part of it for me now, especially after I sort of um, shifted my writing process a little bit so my writing process really used to be like piano and singing and like my notebook and Mm -hmm. maybe guitar you know whatever and now I kind of write in the DAW like I'll kind of write in the session as I go and to to want to do that like to want to even open like a program as opposed to like you know like I don't have a real piano like if I had a real piano I'd probably just be sad writing songs all the time but now (laughs) it's just I'm opening a session like it's time to work and like when I'm ready to work I'm like because i'm really organized so i think i'm almost the opposite but i don't know
0: so what do you mean by opening a session like like you're getting studios time or
1: like i'll open up like the um you know i work in logic so it's like the,
0: oh, know, the software.
1: Oh, okay. so opening yeah. up logic to even just start to record something is like puts me in a certain headspace so yeah i don't know but then i have more you know thoughts that i keep for later when i'm sad i guess you know
0: so, do you like make those notes being like, oh, I'm miserable yeah, I'm today, write about crying. this thing?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like. Write
0: about this person because I'm sad I'm today, but do that later.
1: <laughs> right, journaling. Yeah. Taking uh, notes.
0: <laughs> but I mean, do you do that a lot? Do you take notes about.
1: Yeah, I feel like I take notes if like I hear a phrase or I read something that I'm like, oh, that, I'll steal it. So <laughs> I have like the back, where can I, I'm trying to find my. The back page of my journal, this isn't actually a great page, but I've always kind of kept the back page of my journal as like a a list of sort of phrases I like. So I have like paper doll I've been trying to do something with. Yeah. The idea of those six degrees of separation, I use that in a session so yeah that's kind of what i do (laughs)
0: it's it's funny like uh friends of mine you know like phrases will always come up during conversation we will be like oh that's you know my such and such band name and uh most recently it was uh it's an old term for a bartender called ordinary keepers
1: really and and i'm like
0: ordinary keepers is my folk band name
1: (laughs) that is yeah that's right
0: yeah so now i'm like damn i really want to do that
1: there's this page called um, Depths of Wikipedia. Have you seen this page? No. And it just is like random facts like that, like random terms. What's the one? I don't know. They're like, pheno- like weird cultural phenomenons that were not that big, but it's sort of like an expression you hear. Anyway, I can't even think of any of them now, but it's it's all stuff like that. We're like, oh, I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was like we are talking about um, prohibition and we we're recording a podcast. And uh, oh, man, what was the other term that came up? It was really... Oh man, it they were describing like jazz piano like way 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 back and it was um oh man, I'm not gonna be able to remember it. It was like Tinky Tonk or something like that. Like they're trying to explain the piano.
1: Oh my god, it was really yeah. funny. Um, was
0: awesome. so was piano your first instrument? Like is that where you found your love of music?
1: It was really singing, but I did, st- I did study piano too. Um, and kind of like. And I took piano lessons when I was younger, and then we would just we had a lot of like piano books at my house, so I would just kind of learn to read the arrangements. So like that was kind of how I really learned piano.
0: Were you like self-taught?
1: Yeah, I so I was self-taught until I took piano lessons when I was like in kindergarten, and then Mm -hmm. I was kind of self-taught. And then I did some piano in college too, but yeah, for the most part, I I kind of learned it through those like reading those arrangements.
0: It sounds like you had a fairly music orientated family.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my mom loves music, so she neither none of my you know no one's a musician except for me. Yeah. but they're definitely it's definitely happening.
0: <laughs> are, are they supportive, or are they like, well, you know, you should have a fallback?
1: They are supportive.
0: Yeah, ever, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm grateful because it is definitely a crazier world than I thought it was going to be too. <laughs>
0: what 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 were you expecting?
1: Oh, um I kind of accidentally became a professional musician. <laughs>
0: um, um, how do you accidentally do that?
1: Well, I, you know, I, I, so I was, I wanted to study classical, I wanted to sing, like, classical music. Um, but then I ended up getting a scholarship to USC in the mm-hmm. English department, like I didn't even um, audition because I didn't really want to go there. But it was like, I got it. like everyone was like, okay, have a great time. Like, that's <laughs> like where I had the money, you know, so. Um, so then I auditioned after I got to school, but it was kind of a roundabout way. Like, I definitely thought I was gonna be doing classical, you know, singing opera. Um, oh, just, really? Yeah, which is just not how it ended up. But I, I kind of knew, like, I was like, whatever music happened, I know, I know I wanna do music, but I don't really know. So I was almost expecting to have, you know, a life of of like very strict auditions and, um, you know, musical theater, I was really interested in, too. So that was kind of what I had been focused on in high school. And then when I got to college, it kind of shifted because I moved to L.A. So I was like in the pop music world.
0: Oh, where where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in um, D.C. and then New York. My family. It,
0: it's, just, it's just weird to think of someone being like, oh, I thought I was going to be a uh, you know, professional opera singer. And I'm like, I know a ton of professional musicians that make a living at music and none of them are opera singers. Like that would never yeah. even occur to me.
1: Yeah, well, it was funny because I had studied classical after I did musical theater. You know, I mm-hmm. kind of was, like was grew up in the musical theater world, and that was fun, but, like, I'm not a great dancer. Like, I can dance, but it's not, like, you know, I didn't have that much interest in being a triple threat. Yeah. And then when I found classical music, it was, like, really all about, you know, being an athlete in your voice and, like, really training your voice really well. And that is also something that happens in pop music, but just in a different way. So that was definitely, like, a great through line.
0: And where where did that kind of happen? Was that in D.C. or was that in New York?
1: It was in New York. Uh, I think it might have been in D.C. New York was kind of when I started. I started going to like jazz sessions in New York. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of when I started to realize, like, oh, jazz is also a thing that people are actually. I didn't know you could be a pop musician. <laughs> I thought you know, to me, like the classical route seemed more, you know, seemed clear and more straightforward, but.
0: Um, it's weird i live in this uh a very tourist area and the number of professional musicians i know that are like they play i don't know four or five times a week yeah and most of them are doing cover music it's crazy that you can even make a living just doing that yeah so when you're performing because now you're in la you said yeah uh, do you play in these smaller kind of jazz clubs? Are they kind of like what you expect, the smoky? I mean, no one can smoke outside anymore. So
1: <laughs> yeah. they pump
0: that in. Like, how does that work? Yeah, I feel like yeah, a jazz so club should be smoky. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, I definitely do. I feel fortunate to be kind of in the pop scene and the jazz, like more straight ahead jazz world. So like I'll play restaurants and like kind of jazz club stuff um before the blue whale closed i was like singing with people there which was really fun like um and it's cool too because the jazz community is very collaborative and mm-hmm. because the music is really collaborative so you know there's a lot more of an opportunity for you know a singer to be a guest in someone like i have a big band gig in september oh, uh, nice. with my friends big band you know what i mean i'm just a singing you know i'm a guest singer yeah but Stuff like that is really fun because it kind of complements. Um, first of all, I love singing that music. And also it, it kind of complements my pop stuff. Like it's hard to only sing originals sometimes. Like I kind of like to have, you know, the pressure off a little bit too at times. Because, you know, it, when it, I've written and produced everything, I'm like, oh, my God, is it going perfect? Like, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and when you're playing in front of a crowd that doesn't know you, sometimes it's easier to have a cover because they'll connect mm-hmm. with the song way faster than with Definitely. something of your own. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting that you talk, I think of, you know, I've never been to the West coast. I think of LA as like, you know, the big city. Yeah. And, um, you're talking about like connecting with the, with these groups. Like here we have a smaller community, everyone's interconnected, but it's like the same style of music. Like we don't have big bands out here. It'd be phenomenal if we did. Yeah. But, um, I think we had the other night we had a, a new rapper in town and was like, Not really. I don't know. I don't know if it was a big deal, but like everyone's kind of like talking about it, being (laughs) like, "Oh, let's see how that goes," kind of thing. Um, it's very jam band. I can't swing a dead cat without hitting a a Grateful Dead cover band around here. It's crazy. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Grateful Dead's great though.
0: I mean, they're fine, but I don't need eight you know yeah. cover band i'd see
1: a big band yeah that's fair yeah that like
0: fair. I, I if if it was between me i'd go see a big band before i went saw so, uh, a grateful dead cover band
1: sure. i feel that i feel that i was in a i was in a queen cover band for a while actually really it was really fun i was the, i played keys actually i wasn't even the singer
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but it was so there's some really insane rock music like that music was hard i did it i found the audition on on uh, craigslist yeah and i was like i'm going to do this it, they first of all it paid like people love cover bands
0: they like, do and that that's the that's the crazy part is that's what pays around here is they like
1: paid my rent yeah <laughs> but then it also got my chops like really really good because it was like it was right after the movie came out so it was it was like we were doing all the songs you know
0: do you think it helps with your stage performance too where you're not like that focused on like, I don't need to sell the person on this song. They already like the song, so you can kind of focus on more your stage yeah. persona.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's great. And, I mean, I think choosing the, but choosing the right covers, too, is really important in a set of your originals, especially, I feel.
0: Because what, what covers do you like to, to do?
1: Usually I'll do... I mean, it really depends. Like, it depends on the vibe of the gig, mm-hmm. I would say. So if I'm playing solo, I'll do, like... Um, I'll do an Amy Winehouse song, maybe, or like a softer. I like to cover like male vocals a lot too. Like, like what's one I? We just did an Outcast one with full band. That was great. We did Roses. Yeah. So we did Ain't Nobody, and then Roses is a half step higher. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's like have a break and then have it be like huge, and it was like it was awesome because you know it, it was um. Caroline, Caroline, okay, you think she's mad if I and like when you hear that oh shit So it kind of depends what vibe I want.
0: (laughs) I think my favorite covers are the ones that take a song and push it kind of outside of genre.
1: Yeah.
0: Um a good friend of mine has a show down here in Plymouth every Tuesday, and it's This isn't a knock. It's very much the same thing every Tuesday. but it's kind of a drunken mess party and like he'll cover um you know it's just him and like he'll loop some stuff and he's got an acoustic guitar but he'll cover like little john and yeah and the backstreet boys and then he'll like mix in dirty lyrics and it's just insane and so much fun because it's kind of pushes everything outside of that expectation of what you would think
1: totally yeah i was in this girl band and we would always do like we would do, like, No Doubt, but then we started doing, like, I guess this wasn't even out of the genre, but just anytime you cover a a male vocalist as a as a woman, I feel like people are like, oh, shit, like, you know, like, or every, anytime it's crossed over, it's like, yeah. you know, like we did My, my Generation, we would do, like, um, like, uh, Jesse's Girl, whatever, stuff like that, and it was like, oh, yeah
0: <laughs> I had a friend. I had a friend of mine last last night play me a Miley Cyrus cover of a Metallica song. He's like, "Check this out. This is awesome." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's, it's great." It's just
1: oh, Miley. It
0: yeah, it's really good. But you know, it's one of the, it's that like how much of it is that novel aspect of a girl singing a Metallica song, right? You know, but I mean, Miley sings phenomenally well.
1: Like, She's so good. It's yeah. like the uh, Ariana Grande Thundercat. She did uh them changes.
0: What? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, Ariana Grande covered Thundercat, I guess a couple years ago, maybe. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Yeah. I'm thinking of the 1980s cartoon. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Oh, no, no. Like, like, what are you? <laughs> <dad's-> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. She can makes... also
1: say anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Um, is there a, a song that you want to cover that you haven't quite figured out yet?
1: Mm, that's a good question. I feel like I would like to do. I can't. I can't tell if Queen is too cheesy. Like I would like to cover some Queen, but sometimes I'm like, like I don't know. It would have to be a really, really epic one. But so not yeah, in- I
0: feel like you need to go beyond. Like you can't do the standard ones like bicycle like yeah. if you did bicycle or um it would have
1: to be like a deep cut but not too deep
0: right 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 something that people are gonna know
1: maybe but... like fat bottom girls would be cool
0: you think so i feel like that's really what's um
1: it is but but me singing it and i arrange it yeah in way. could. Be.
0: um what was the one i'm trying to think of now i heard it like literally the other day and it's like popped up three times since then i'm like oh that's such a good song yeah don't stop um, me. Now. No, it's not that one. Um, God, I can't believe I am blanking on this. I've heard it like three times in the past, like four days.
1: That's
0: hilarious. Um, oh, I'll, I'll probably remember like two hours from now and just be. Posted. Yeah, you, but, you yeah, know. I, th- I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's that's the trick, though, is like getting that yeah. song that is recognizable, people know it, but you don't hear it all the time. And, and those are some of my favorite cover bands, the ones that kind of you know, cover. Yeah. Sort of unusual stuff, you know, or, or put a real twist on it.
1: Or it's like, you wouldn't think you're like, Oh, I wouldn't have thought of that, but I do know it. Yeah. <laughs> we used uh, to do sweet escape. Woo. You know, I'm
0: uh,
1: uh, Stefani. But we no, do I don't before. know that one. It's so funny. It has a on it. It's like not that great of a song, but it's a bop, you know?
0: Yeah. And exactly. that's, so that friend of mine that that uh, I was telling you about, you know, he'll always be like, "Oh, does anyone have requests?" And you know, people always shout out the same dumb shit. Right. And inevitably, someone's always like sure. Nickel Nickelback, <laughs> Nickelback. No. And he's like, "I'll play it, but you're gonna end up singing it." He's like, "Cause you can pretend like you don't like Nickelback, but you do. <laughs> And and he will play it, and by the end, the whole bar is singing along. He's like, yeah. "He's like, I told you, you all like that song. You just pretend not to."
1: yeah he's like oh you know every word
0: mm, yeah mm-hmm, yeah right yeah you've never heard photograph before whatever yeah, okay, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> stop singing altogether. together i love that
0: yeah so uh what's going on out in la now i know with like we're pretty much still everything's wide open and we're trying right. to but like are, are you guys in lockdown like where
1: yeah so they have masks back again i was actually listening to the news this morning on the new um i don't know if you heard the, i don't know if you listen to the daily yet, but i was listening to the new covid uh the, the podcast the episode is called a new chapter of coronavirus and i was like please no
0: i know right <laughs> let's, it's, it's... Let's
1: close the book <laughs> um but yeah no it's so they they have masks again and i guess in bars and stuff and restaurants but like people although people out on the street wearing masks again too
0: they, Most they've everyone
1: been I know is vaccinated but you know it's like it's crazy
0: yeah um pretty much all my friends are and stuff and, yeah. and it, it it just it seems like the unvaccinated are driving this but uh they're yeah. starting to recommend wearing
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry yeah no i mean I,
0: i'm right there with you like i am kind of like fuck them that's their fault
1: please i know
0: um but uh yeah. So they're kind of starting to talk about like mass man or recommendations, not, I shouldn't say mandates and just a number in like two days I've seen. Yeah. It's probably more than tripled of what you yeah. would normally say.
1: Yeah. It's too bad. I'm hoping that it's, I mean, at, at the very least, you know, there are so many people that are vaccinated that it's not the same scale, I guess. Right. It's pretty, It's pretty bad. You know, we're not going to have the whole hospital beds running out thing, hopefully and all that, but still.
0: Were you planning on or hoping to tour at all?
1: Yeah, well, actually, so I sing background vocals for this artist um, Engelbert Humperdinck, who's
0: like this older crooner guy. I don't know Engelbert you know. Humperdinck.
1: Engelbert Humperdinck.
0: Oh, like the real guy. Oh, I thought I thought it was like a Richard <laughs> Cheese pun thing. Yeah, no, I. Oh no. no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so
1: I sing background vocals for Engelbert. Um, oh shit. Who is still touring? That like he's really amazing, um, but he. Is uh, we're supposed to go to the UK in November, so I'm like, oh,
0: I don't know if that's going to happen, man. <laughs> it's
1: happen, but yeah. I know, I know. So we're doing like an East Coast run in October, and then yeah, but I've heard the UK is doing great, so
0: yeah. I always feel like he's like a Vegas guy, like that's where I would expect to see him.
1: Yeah, I wonder if we're doing Vegas. I don't think we have Vegas on the books, but, but yeah, it's wild.
0: Were you playing on the East Coast?
1: Um, I think we're doing like. Rhode Island, excuse me. Rhode Island, Boston, like, New York, stuff like that.
0: Oh, our so. area.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can let you know. But, but yeah, and then I want, you know, I'm hoping to get a tour going for my stuff, too, but it's kind of in the works right now.
0: Have you toured like that before, or is this something new?
1: I've toured, so I've done, like, um... You know, my family's on the East Coast, so I'll do, like, New York and D.C.
0: shows. Oh, right, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then I've done a few shows. I did a tour a couple years ago, but it was with my old music um, up to Seattle and back. So I've done, like, little West Coast tours and stuff like that. But, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get an opener slot. So yeah. So I hope can, like, figure that out soon. So, yeah.
0: Nice. That's cool. That's exciting. Like, um, have you done any venues that were kind of, like a real surprise you're like oh i want to go back there like hmm. i always find the touring aspect interesting because it's kind of mandatory for a musician and it, it seems like daunting and exciting all at the same time
1: yeah i mean honestly i love playing live is like my favorite i mean i think it's just the thing that i'm best at yeah <laughs> so for me like it's a very fun time um i think venue wise i'm trying to think of where um we played some really cool spot in Oregon I remember when we went
0: up. Oregon yeah. yeah I mean I always think of that as the music hotbed of the world
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking like vibe wise what, what was that place called the high hovers and the High hat I love that spot it's like a cool college town vibe um other than that I don't know I I feel like the New York venues I played all been fun Bowery Electric is fun
0: yeah cool.
1: right. with Engelbert I'm trying to think when we play casinos it's very fun we played a really cool place in Detroit last year
0: it, uh, it's got to be a real interesting like elderly crowd
1: it is really interesting <laughs> uh, it's a very funny gig it's like um i mean you know i'm super grateful for it like it's yeah. really cool too and as a musician too i kind of like to have you know it's fun to have my artist project but like i was saying about the jazz stuff too like it's really nice to have um some of the pressure off but still be able to perform you know so oh
0: like, yeah sure because it's his show more,
1: yeah,
0: I'm like yeah. I show up, I do my job, and then we party. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Can uh, you figure <laughs> if it's an Engelbert Humperdinck show? It probably starts at 4:30, so you're probably yeah, out by yeah. seven.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. It's past our bedtimes after that. But yeah, I yeah, know.
0: So, so if oh, you're
1: it yeah, we're yeah.
0: back. <laughs> we're back. Um, it's actually not too bad. I've had I so I was telling you I was having Wi-Fi issues at the office, so I, I've been doing them at home the last few times. Right. Like the last two, I've had on the other side, they've had like major issues like power outages and thunderstorms and whatnot. Oh but like, I'm so paranoid because right. I had so many problems. I'm like, what's wrong now? What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> <just cleared. laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God. A power outage. That's oh, uh, a hilarious one. Honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean, what do you gonna do? It happens. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think my favorite, I was talking to this was in the height of lockdown. So everyone was staying home and I was talking to a, an actress Um, Kate Linder she she's played the same character on a soap opera for like the past 30 plus years
1: yeah that's awesome
0: and so I'm talking to her and all of a sudden she starts freaking out like oh my god oh my god I'm like what's wrong and she turns her camera and she's like there's a coyote walking across her porch
1: oh my god
0: and i'm like right in the heart of plymouth and it's very kind of you know woodsy around here i'm like okay and she's like what do i do is it gonna get my dog i'm like it's (laughs) you're fine you're fine don't worry about it
1: like good thing you're on the phone with me
0: (laughs) (laughs) we get them all the time yeah that's right they just want your garbage
1: i would be freaked out too
0: really they're not very big
1: i guess they're not yeah they're like dog sauce
0: yeah like medium-sized dogs
1: yeah, yeah
0: yeah i used to let my dogs to chase them out to chase them out of the yard so oh nice yeah, yeah. yeah. um so you have some new songs out mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about uh, tell us a little bit about that
1: um yeah i mean there are the songs from the ep um and yeah we kind of started working on them like a couple years ago and then i Like I was saying, you know, I worked a lot on production and we kind of like this is I've realized is my process with everything. Like if I start a song, um, I know it's going to be like a year (laughs) in the making. Oh,
0: okay, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So which which, you know, it's like it's good. It just has this like life cycle. Like they really do have this like life cycle where they need to like mature over time. So we kind of started them. I was with my friend Eli um, and he was doing a lot of production and like I was doing like vocal stuff and then we let them sit because the pandemic happened and he Mm -hmm. went back to Connecticut and I was like here doing other stuff. And then I was like, let's release these. Like they're basically, you know, they're almost done. So um, then I finished the production. Yeah, when the lockdown started and then um, same with the videos, like we kind of just started. um, My friend Amanda and I were like, she's one of my best friends. Like we had been talking about doing a video together anyways, like Mm -hmm. just one of my songs. We didn't know which one. And But she really always liked Another Moon, which is the one we ended up doing. And then I was like, okay, we're going to, I was like, okay, Eli and I are moving forward. Because, you know, it's hard to like, I mean, I've made this mistake before. is like making a video for something before the song is fully done. Okay. (laughs) Just because, you know, it's like right now, you know, I have a lot of friends who are like also trying to make stuff or they're trying to make video stuff. And I'm like, let's capitalize. Like, I'm very much like, I want to capitalize on this like creative spark that we have. Right. Um, so that was kind of what Amanda and I did, but the song was finished enough to, the, to where we were like, okay, all I have to do is record, like, a verse and, you know, whatever. And uh, so we started just shooting around L.A. and like, outdoor spaces because that was, like, where we could go, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, then, some of them look
0: kind of like run-down buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we
1: literally just went to, you know, like, these random abandoned beach towns and, like, weird spots um, we did a couple, like, shoots in Chinatown that didn't make it in. but And she had just gotten a drone. So we were just trying out her drone. So
0: you're like, uh, let's mess around with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, and then
1: yeah, it ended course, up being, yeah. so then I was like, let's set up a timeline and actually, like, make this happen. So that was kind of, that was the process, which I wish every process could be that way, but.
0: <laughs> now, do you like that aspect of, of the music job of, of shooting videos, or was it kind of like yeah. a It sounded like no, you really no. enjoyed collaborating with your friends.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. And I think, you know, like she is definitely a trusted collaborator now. And so like we edited it together, essentially. Yeah. Um, Like we were doing like three hours a day for like two weeks straight, you know, like at her place doing it. And like, I love that. Now I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to not. I guess I just won't not do that. <laughs> but, you know, edit wise, it's like it was really cool to really be like part of the creative direction. You know? Let
0: me let me ask you the classic creative question because I feel like now that you have worked editing a video and obviously you work in music it's that the one issue that everybody has when do you know it's done like when do you stop working it
1: it's really hard I think the only reason that this project happened was that was because I think because I had so much space from the initial production we did Mm -hmm. Um, on the songs, just the songs, that when I came back, and I was like, okay, I'm going to add a little bit more production, you know, that kind of reflects where I'm at now. Yeah, it was it really did feel like I was finishing it up, as opposed to like, what else can I add? What else can I do? You know, Um, so that was like a benefit, because I was like, a part of me was just like, these are songs that are sort of like frozen in time. And I don't want to like, change them. Right. Um, and then with the video, it was kind of, I mean, she texted me the other day and was like, oh my God, I just found this effect. It's like a title, it's like a retro <laughs> title. And
0: you're she's like, it's like, done already, oh, man. It's yeah. out. I'm like, we're
1: literally already promoting it. Like, what? Yeah. no, she's like, but I can, if it's on Vimeo, I can redo it. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> but it's great. I'm like, next video we're doing it in yeah. the next video. <laughs> so. So yeah, that was really hard. It was really hard for me to be like, because we kept pushing to like, and it was just us editing, you know, like we were like, right. it could be better, but like, is it going to be? No, then okay. like You know, after a certain point.
0: And to me, to me, that's yeah. always the like, give me a deadline or yeah. don't expect it. Like yeah. if you're like, oh, whenever I'd be like, cool, it's not ever getting done.
1: Right. Like, no, cause no.
0: I'll, I'll never be done. I, I either won't approach it. Cause will be like, oh, I can push that off. Yeah. Or I'll never be finished fucking with it. And it's just going to be.
1: But the cool thing, too, I think, is that, like, you know, like, we just did a live session for some of these, and I'm mixing it. You know, like, we did mm-hmm. maybe three tracks. Yeah, so it was guitar, vocal, and piano. And then we played to the track. And I'm, like, with this mix, like, I've been working on it for a couple of days, but I'm also, like, I know it's only get, getting to a certain level, and it's just going to be a reflection. And I think the world is more open to that right now, creatively open. Oh,
0: sure. Yeah. You know? Like. So like, just do it. <laughs> like back in January at a friend that has a store down here in downtown Plymouth and at the time um no there was no live music. Like it, it couldn't happen. And she's like, We can have musicians here if we close the store after hours. Would you okay. wanna live stream it? And I'm like, Yeah. And then my partner's like, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, we'll figure it out. I'm we'll sure just, it'll be yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, it's so weird because we did about 10 of them. We called them um, the seller sessions. That's
1: dope.
0: And uh, like by the end, people were like, oh, you're, the sound quality so good. And we're like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we're just, <laughs> we're just, you know, fucking around until it, yeah. it seems okay. And, and I really love that part cuz it, it to me that feels like that kind of it's going to maybe sound bad but that kindergarten play where like you don't know what's right and what's wrong but you're yeah. just going to play with it until it seems like it's fun and
1: it's so cute
0: yeah and it's <laughs> like if it's fun then who cares man like it, it yeah. oh, like there was one um where we had a backup singer step away and so my buddy like muted her microphone and then we got sidetracked because our dinner delivery showed up.
1: And <laughs> so when she know. came back,
0: like, her mic was never unmuted. <laughs> no. And so then like she finished the song and we're like, oh shit. Um, but it was kind of like, we just owned it. We're like, Hey, you know, this is live and, you know, made some jokes about it and, and redid the song. And I think it's that kind of genuine fun aspect that, you know that that's i think that's why creative people do what they do literally the point yeah it's (laughs) like we're, we're trying to have some fun you know
1: right yeah that's awesome
0: uh where can our listeners go to check out your music
1: it is on spotify yeah, um, it's also on my website www.
0: See, our listeners can't see you doing this like thing with your like you doing oh, yeah, like the, the posing with thing. your. Mm-hmm. i like
1: it's on my website. <laughs> it's, it's on YouTube. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pointing to the air. <laughs> it's for everyone at home.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh,
1: yeah, that's it's on the normal places.
0: Um, do you you must have like the Instagram and.
1: Yes. Olivia dot
0: Morreale. M O R R E A L E. That's
1: right.
0: All right. I can spell it cause it's in front of me. So
1: yes, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, you should tell me that. Show yeah. Me yeah. Off. <laughs>
0: no, I'm totally not. Cause uh, dyslexia is a bitch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um,
1: yeah.
0: anytime you have stuff to promote you, you're, you're welcome back. And, uh, thank
1: you.
0: Yeah. When you come this way, we'll have to try and, uh, Check out Engelbert Humperdinck.
1: Oh hell
0: yeah!
1: <laughs> Party. Yeah,
0: I mean, we'll be done by six thirty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> be in bed by ten. That's you gotta what be I like, like an all-you-can-eat year. buffet attached to
0: that shit, for yeah. sure. Yes. 100%. Yeah.
1: All right. Awesome. Well, yeah, and I. So I'm gonna ha- uh, actually I haven't set the release date, so never mind. But I do have another um, music video coming out pretty soon.
0: Oh, okay. Another well, song
1: and music video coming out, hopefully in September.
0: In September. Um, this will probably be going up in September. at some oh, right, cool. um, If you don't have a release date, uh, just email me with the release date and we'll see if we can kind of, you know, put it in the, the show notes or, or something like that. So, That'd
1: be great. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll uh, definitely send you the updates.
0: That's it. Oh, perfect. Please, please do. And uh, for our listeners, thanks for listening guys. And we'll catch you again next week. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can find us on all social medias at Inebriart or on Instagram at Inebriart6. You can email us at Inebriart at yahoo.com. And make sure you listen to the other podcasts on the Inebriart Podcast Network, including Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, Retro Redoctopus, America's Hometown Horror Podcast, and our newest one, Theme Park Legends, a podcast about working at theme parks. What else? And we'll catch you again next time.